Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steeler Nation, I hope everyone got that loss out. It's week two, and we are ready to rock and roll in primetime on Monday Night Football. The sick podcast, Steeler Crazy. I'm Jay York Football. This is Miked Up Sports One. We want to give a big shout out to our partnership with none other than Steel City Wheelhouse, where the bar is set. Tires for your all everything i think they might even have motorcycle tires you can now purchase online it's steelcitywheelhouse.com financing is available call john and john down there they're doing great things in washington pa um another location in imperial um really just you know it's like i I say it all the time it's like pittsburgh's west coast customs Mm -hmm. uh and and they have everything yeah exhibit um so yeah man that's a throwback but uh, yeah, so make sure that you stop down there, check them out, and see what they can do for you and soup your car up. But yeah, we, we got a hell of a show for you today. We're excited. Ooh. We're going to be talking fantasy football later in the show, but we're going to bring on a Steelers former punter, first and foremost. You know his name in the Steel City. This guy, of course, uh, did some radio. He loves talking Steelers. Let's bring him in right after Sammy runs it. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Steelers Crazy. Harris Smith Shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Let's rock. Former Steelers punter, Josh. Miller is joining us on the Sick Podcast. He was crazy. Josh, what's up, man? Not too much. How are we doing, guys? Great. Excellent. Major Excellent. Major disappointment that weekend. That was such a letdown, huh? All that good kibasa, all those good steaks, a whole. The, you know, we thought through and through what we want to eat when we see this new Steeler team take the field and what it's going to be with a whole off season to work together and all the. But, but what a letdown. Just a brutal, so, brutal showing. What the hell happened, Josh? You know, obviously nothing was good. But from, you know, trying to I mean, make it good the, on an hour. Yeah, what was game, wrong? The game was over immediately. When, when, you, when you do that to your defense, forget about everything. Forget about seeing all the red jerseys in the crowd. I, I don't even mind that. I'm going to get past that because, you know what? Let the Steelers prove that you don't need to sell your tickets. You can go to the game. I'm not even worried about that. I'm not mad about that or anything at all. They're still the greatest fan base across the country. I have no problem with that. I have a problem, and so would any defense coordinator, anybody 
that weighs over 275. When you go three and out four times in a row, when you get an interception, you're back on the field, the game's over. Your legs are shot, momentum shifted. They're scoring touchdowns, and you're not. Uh, it, it, the game was over immediately. I, I saw. I mean, it's a long day. They don't come back from that. Brock Purdy looked like a looked like Montana, but I guess you do that when you have a passing threat and a running game. Uh, I guess you can have it a good. To have, we don't even know how good this kid is. That's how good that team is. They're set up around there, so he has nothing to lose. There's not a calmer cat playing football than than Brock. Uh, and we'll still never know how good he is because he doesn't have to be that way now uh, because he's so wired and built around them. But what a disappointment on the Steelers' side. All three facets of the game, I hate to say, didn't show up. And, you know, I, I, I've been reading a lot of stuff even though I'm in Florida, and this bothers me. Everyone's really hitting, you know, uh, Coach Canada extremely hard, as they should, and they're kind of letting, you know, Tomlin have a little grace period. Let me say, give you an analogy on what exactly it is. I have three kids. When a parent comes up to me and says, hey, your son was so polite. He went in the middle of class. He helped a kid that was getting bullied. He got in the way or he sat at the table with another little. Can you hear him? Hold on, Josh. Hold on. Hold on. He can't hear you. I think you might have muted yourself. We always use the phone. I could read your lips right now. Maybe turn off your turn off your Wi-Fi. Go on a. You muted. What do we think, oh. Simon and Noel? Any advice? There, there we go. We are. can hear you. You hear me now? Yep. Yep. Yeah, you're good. Okay, that was a that was a hell of a start. So, Sammy Nanello, what do you think? Where should we pick off at? You were just given the amazing analogy. Yeah. Okay. I'll, should I start the analogy over? Yep. All right. You so think so, that'll be okay, guys. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll edit it some way. All right. All right. So you were just Thank like, you. I got a, I got an analogy for you. That's what. No, you no, did. Absolutely. So, so when my kid. When, when he goes out and other parents or a school teacher comes up to me and says, hey, what a polite young man you have. He did this. He did that. He helped a little kid that was getting picked on or he stayed after class with a, you know, a foreign exchange student to help them get acclimated with the school. That's a reflection of the parent. We'd love to hear that. OK, now, if he threw an F-bomb in geology or was a bully, guess what? That's also my fault. So when I see people going easy on Mike Tomlin, he might be a nice guy, but they're all his children. Whatever he puts on the field is a reflection of him. When he wins a Super Bowl, you know what happens to his staff? They all get plucked because it came from his tree. So with that being said, so when a team looks like crap, when a team looks like they weren't prepared right, and when a team goes out there and pulls the stunt that they do at home, how is it not a reflection of him? Like, I, I don't understand that. We're the first ones to you know, give him a statue if he wins a Super Bowl. But he has to be. He has no choice. It's part of the business. He gets paid whatever he gets paid. A lot of money. You have to get it from both ends. He has to understand that's a reflection of him. So when I see everybody just getting on Canada, I'm not giving him a free pass. Look at his last 36 games as an offensive coordinator. You can make the argument he can't score more than 22 points to save, to save Earth. But with that being <laughs> said, 
he's also he didn't get that job because he won a, a, a bar bet. They didn't pick his name out of a hat to be OC. He was selected by the head coach, who again, that's a reflection of him. So, you know, it's not it, it, it shouldn't be so taboo to go after the head coach and then look at the track record, uh, you know, uh, for how it's been. He's getting paid to win games. He's getting paid to go to the playoffs. Really, we we lowered the bar. We really did. This when I was playing. If you didn't leave Latrobe thinking you were a Super Bowl team, you had problems. Now we're just happy to say, hey, he's, he, you know, he's always been over 500. Like, that's crap. The bar's been lowered, and I don't know why it's been accepted. I love the guy. If this guy won, I'd be the fr- I'd drive the damn parade. I have yeah. no problem with that. But but there's a problem here. People are people paying less money to go to games now? Of course not. They're paying the same amount they've always paid, maybe even more. So what comes with that job? Well, you got to start winning or things should start falling on your lap. And and I don't know if it is or not, but that was a, a, a an awful performance by a team that I even – I got duped. I was so excited. I think I, everyone did. I, I haven't seen this much hype. The two hypest teams going into the season were the Jets, obviously with Rodgers. Now they're back to a 500 team if they're lucky. And the Steelers, well, they, you know, well, you know, I guess they can be the best in the division, blah, blah. They're, the, they're not. That, that sample size, it is one week. I get it. Let's relax. Let's take our breath. But my goodness, I literally feel like they're running a 100-yard dash and they gave the other guys 10-yard head start. That's what it looked like. They looked that far behind. Boy, oh boy, is it fitting that you have a fourth down and distance marker behind you because the Steelers saw way too damn many of those. That is for sure on Sunday. Part of the reason, obviously, was because of their young quarterback, Kenny Pickett. How worried should we be, Josh? My thing is this. This isn't Pop Warner anymore. I truly believe, and I'm not privy. I'm not in the huddle, but I, you know, I, I, I do read some things, and I do see what he can and can't do. He should be able to go into a huddle, see something that's not there. He's a grown man. He was drafted in the first round. This is professional ball. He should have two plays in his pocket at all times that he can audible to and go to. I don't know that he's allowed to do that. Everything that I've read indicates that that's not the case. So with that being said, that needs to change. He's also, he should also be able to, if I'm, if I'm the coordinator, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put, I'm going to build this playbook around his strengths. And when you start a game, let's get some easy things done. Some timing patterns across the middle, little tiny screens, little quick passes, and not that bubble crap that they've been running for nine years you know, that, that, that works maybe four out of 12 times. I'm talking real life things that go forward and move the chain. Get into second and four or five. It's okay. It, it's just, it just, I just don't see how you're making it easy for this kid to gain confidence early. You have all, he has enough weapons at wide receiver and the O-line, let's just say they had no fingers. The ball should be out of his hand by the time that matters. It, he, he, this kid should be taking five to seven drops right now and trying to save it. That's that's a horse crap. That you don't do that. They're starting the game as if they're down twenty-four and they got to play catch-up, as opposed to moving the chains and being and keeping the defense off the field. We're hanging out with the very understated Josh Miller here on the Sick Podcast. Steelers crazy. Before I kick it over to Jordan, I brief, briefly want to mention great partner of ours, Shopians.com. It's where I got this sick hat. Of course, they do a great job. With all of their clothing, the number one brand for Pittsburgh sports. we got to give Josh Miller some of this stuff, man. 615 is the code. 15% off your entire purchase at shopians.com. I know. It's it's easy. It's efficient. 
Uh, it's right to the damn point. No minimum purchase is necessary. So you can jump on there. You get 15% off even a $10 order. Get yourself a koozie, a bucket hat like Jalen Warren wears, all kind of great stuff. Take it, Jordan. So, uh, you know, you played this position for many years. Presley Harvin continues with these 30-yard punts. Can you walk out there right now and go punt in 30-yard punt? Yes. And listen, granted, listen, I can't pee over my shoes, but I can still punt a ball 55 yards. Uh, it, it comes down to your drop. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm old, right? I mean, I, it's, and I say this because it's funny, but I, I literally saw myself naked, and, and it freaks me out when I see myself at this age naked because I feel one way, <laughs> and then I see myself when I got out of the shower, I see another thing, and it's disgusting what, what nature does. It's cruel. But I do know this. The drop is everything. If I was in high school right now, I would get a full scholarship because I, I'm consistent. And what he's not is the consistency isn't there. As a punter at this level, you don't get paid for hitting good balls. You get paid because your bad balls are good enough to cover. And that's the problem here. Uh, I've, you guys know me. You've seen me. I mean, I, I've never hit a ball that got into the cloud quick. I was just able to put it to the left side, to the right side, 45 yards, 40 yards with at least four or five hang. And inside the, inside the 20, it's not inside the 20. You've got to be aiming inside the 10. So, I mean, those are things that all starts at the drop. If your drop isn't good, you're not going to be consistent. And I see this kid. He's got all the power in the world. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a couple things I would I see personally, even on TV, uh, that he's doing wrong with his drop that just doesn't allow him to be as consistent as he wants to be. But he's got all the tools in the bag. And, you know, it needs to change because when your team isn't clicking, you got to at least win the field position, which yeah. Exhibit A was week one. The field position was just god-awful. And when you have a decent defense, not saying the Steelers are decent, but any defense that's worth the salt should be able to protect 90 yards. And you got to be able to flip the field when you know you're, 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 your feet are on the goal line. So he does have to get better because he could really help out this team. You know, hold teams to three points instead of seven because that, that's just a, a momentum killer. So – I wish the kid well. He's a good holder. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he has all the tools in the bag, but his bad stuff is, is it, it can kill a team. Is that why he's still on the team? Because you think of he's a good holder? Is that why you, you think he, they haven't made no, a move yet? I threw, that, I, I threw that in there to say something nice. Uh, I, I, I think uh, anyone could hold. You guys could hold that after like 20 minutes. But I, 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 he, as a kicker, you like to work with the same holder. So you don't want to do that to your kicker. And now he has to start off with a new holder. You don't know what you're getting. So I threw that in there just to kind of at least say something nice since I've been mean. So injuries to Cam Hayward and Deontay Johnson, you know, it's for, I think Cam's was what they announced at just eight weeks, Deontay four. Um, Those are two big blows, especially for Cam. You know, he's just a leader in the locker room as well, being a veteran. Um, how do you think that affects the Steelers? I mean, you know, everyone loves to say, well, oh, next man up, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes. When you lose someone like Cam, yeah. it's a big deal. That's a tough thing to cover up. If, if you scratch a wall, you can put some furniture in front of it to cover it, and no one knows. But when you throw a grenade through it, you can't tell me that that wasn't there earlier. Uh, it's going to be a big difference, especially, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cleveland put up 200 yards rushing against Cincinnati. So, you know, what the hell are we going to expect? I don't know what the over is, but I would go way under because both teams are going to eat the clock up. 
because they're just going to grind and move the chains, grind and move the chains. It, it, and what does that mean? That means the defense is going to be on the field the entire first half, which means if they come out like they did the second half uh, against McCaffrey, you know, you could expect 74-yard bursts that just take, you know, burst the bubble out of the team. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I, I, I think it's, it's – he's the heart and soul of that team. And, and I t- you know, it's funny. You know, I, I, do, I, I do a show uh, with Dan Klecko, and he played that line. When you're on the field – it's so demoralizing when you see the offense go three and out and you're back up and, and then they go three and out and then you're back out. And then there's a pick, you know, there's, a, there's an INT. All right, quick change. Yeah, it's, it's demoralizing. And, and then, and God forbid, if the other team catches wind of this and sense it and they start going no huddle. So now you can't even have subs. And now you're just draining and take the legs out like a, a, a prize fight by, by round six, seven, eight, you're dead with no legs. It doesn't matter if there was seven cams out there, but losing cam, Literally is the heart and soul of that defense, and I'll be shocked if Cleveland doesn't expose that between the tackles like they ran last week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nick Over John under 38 and a half, by the way. Vegas is with you. 38 and a half. They're thinking yeah, real think low that, score. That, so that's my next two questions were, is it possible that the Steelers start 0-2? What's your score prediction for Monday night? And then has your – have you changed your prediction on the Steelers after, you know, week one? I know it's only week one, but it did tell a lot. Well, it, yeah, I mean, week one did tell a lot. Um, you know, I look at I look at Miami and Tua and, and, yeah. and Tyree. I mean, th- that's insane. That was 500 yards of offense week one. <laughs> it was, that was week one. I look what Cleveland did. They weren't on their A game, and they still held Cincy. Burrow, I'm not worried about Burrow. I mean, people like to say, well, look at his stats compared to Pickett. It's a different, different conversation, a different conversation. Everyone looked okay going into week two. Steelers are playing catch up at week one. I mean, it's so it's because I'll tell you what's scary about this, guys, is that they are three games away. Well, no, no. Two more games away from pointing fingers. Oh, pointing at the D, D pointing at the O. And when you have that, I don't care how great Tomlin is as a teacher and a friend and keeps their they're they're done. So so is it possible to have a, a a game-changing, you know, season-ending game before week 5? The Steelers are headed that way. Uh, my score can the Steelers score 23 points? I don't know. I mean I, I don't know if they can. I like their chances. My prediction I had it 17. Can they hire Steelers. a new OC before Sunday then or Monday? Is that going to how they're going to score 23? Oh, I mean sure. <laughs> I would probably say it's going to be like 28 to garbage yards. Like he got garbage points, prevent D. I mean, I'd say maybe the Steelers score 17 points if wonderful things happen. It's it's it doesn't it doesn't look good. Only be and I'm not guessing. But game one, we were guessing. We're just going by game film of game one. So now we're kind of making a decision on how are they going into game two. It's not good. You can't tell me things are great right now. It's awful. It's, it's, it, it, listen, I'm overreacting. Maybe if I was the coach, I'd tell the guys, I think, all right, did we get that crap out of our system? Can we please come together and play ball? And that's what they're doing in there. But our job is to really look at it and speak on what we see. That's what we see. Coaches see, but they know different because they're around it all the time. We're not around it. We're just going by what we see. If you set me up with a a, a a person with a wig 
and lipstick and you said that's a girl but it was a guy i would know better because i'm going to see it and get up close <laughs> don't tell me it's one thing when it's another i know for a fact as i saw with my own eyes i can tell you what i saw what we saw was garbage and it was not at the level for a home game for a team that had an entire offseason and a quarterback that was with this OC for the last handful of months, grinding, working for this game. that they were, they were so unprepared, and that's a reflection of the guy that runs it. Because I'll tell you what, if they won, you know, if they won 47 to 12, we'd be saying, give this guy an extension. We'd, say, this is, we'd be giving them everything they deserved, but it's the opposite. So why do we have to hold back on that? I'm not. So they're going to lose? I believe so. I hope not. I, yeah. I hope to God not, but I do believe the coin flip. Listen, if I if I had if there was a gun to my dog's head, I'm go I'm I'm picking Cleveland. Which Powerful which pain, my wife's from Canton and, and it just annoys the hell out of me that that because she's a Cleveland fan, which twenty three years of paying for everything and, and, and marriage wow. and three kids, she's still gonna go with Cleveland, which is I have to live with that. I've accepted that. I can't go. What anywhere. are sun? What are Sundays like in the Miller House? Like, we just feel bad. She has to see you naked, like you said earlier. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It, it, I mean, it's so bad for her, <laughs> for what you said, and, and for and game day. It's exhausting. It's exhausting on game day. So, what is your rest of the season predictions? And they're going to make the after, playoffs. Hit no way. With it. No. Okay. No. God no. They're not. AFC's They're tough. Not. The AFC is tough in general. I mean, all the all the all the all the division leaders kind of lost. That was kind of nice. And Jacksonville pulls a W out. And you got to say they're they're real. Miami's real. Cleveland, don't be fooled by Cleveland. But they still have enough. They showed what they did. The Cincy holding Burrow to under a hundred yards passing. They're like what two for fifteen on third downs. I mean, Cincy's a good team. Um, we've seen that. We've proven that. Game tape shows you that. Uh, but yeah, Cleveland, I'm not, I'm not sold on them, but I'm sold more than I am with the Steelers. And that pains me. It doesn't mean you're not a fan of the Steelers. If you say things are bad there, I no, mean, we, we like to be realistic. I love my uncle, but he's a, he's a jackass. And, and, and <laughs> a I, jag -off. Yeah, I, I can give you 17 reasons why, but it doesn't mean I don't love him. Doesn't mean I won't yeah. catch a bullet for him. I love this team, but right now they're, they're playing way under par. The bar's getting lowered again. So no playoffs. So what? What is your final, final score per, or season prediction? You know what? Kudos to Coach Tomlin. He still won't have a losing season, but he got another 500 season. Well done. Wow. And uh, tell everyone where they can find you. Always good having you on. We really appreciate you. I know you started a new podcast and show yourself. So just tell our viewers where they can find you. I know you have, you're on YouTube as well as your new Twitter. Yeah, so I'm at uh, J Miller Untucked. And our, our, our podcast is Untucked. Is, I'm sorry, Untucked Show. It's just, we just talk guy stuff. We talk about, you know, rabbit holes. No, it's not strictly, it's, it's whatever, pop culture. Everything, like everything. I mean, I go hard on Steelers because I, I, I'm a Pittsburgh-minded guy. I love Pittsburgh. My kids. I mean, you played for them, so I would hope so. And my the guys I'm on the show with played, you know, in New England and Philly, so I got to hear their crap. But it's mostly it's just a guy show, a place where guys can go and relax and not get kicked in the balls, really, and just don't have to think. Nothing, 
you know, is Bigfoot real? We could talk 20 minutes about why, you know, and things of that nature. Pyramids, you know, 2.6 tons of block. How the hell does that get to A to B? But we'll discuss yeah. because we had long days and we want to talk about nothing of importance. Uh, you don't want to get kicked in the balls. You should be tucked, not untucked, by the way, for what it's worth. That's a good point. I appreciate that. I'll bring that up to the board. <laughs> hey man we really appreciate your time always i know our viewers love us i know the last episode that we had you on the feedback like everyone was just so happy to hear from you uh you know you're, you're a yinzer forever and uh definitely have you back on during the season hopefully the next time uh that we do you know we'll be uh you know we'll be winning again so definitely. Hey, please, if they flip this bring me back on so i can play nice always things. you're always gonna bring you back on either way I appreciate it, guys. All Thanks, the best. Josh. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. Thanks, Josh. I tell you what, that's why I call him Josh Killer. He speaks his mind. You know, he turns it, he goes from Josh Miller to Josh Killer whenever he jumps on the show. I didn't think we'd be getting uh, all those visuals today, but the guy's freaking hilarious. He's great. And he makes a lot of good points. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is it's crazy to like, talk to someone who was you know there played under cower everything and just to really hear the passion because like you said now he lives in florida but like all the Steelers that we have on that don't necessarily have roots in pittsburgh like it's just amazing just to hear like you know their stories and josh is you know as always a great guest Certainly is, and we're excited to bring on another great guest. It's always good to talk fantasy, Mike, and uh, I could use some help because uh, I started Kadarius Tony in week one, so I, I took the loss there at the flex position. But we're excited to have a guy who does this full-time. Uh, he just told us off air that he has 20 leagues, so really excited <laughs> to talk to him and break down some stuff. But first, we want to talk. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on, on football and get $200 instantly. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. That, that is a great deal, honestly. Um, yeah. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September prop bets just make yourself some money even if you throw fifty dollars in there and just have some fun you know um but you know you start winning you know just roll with it but make sure you use our code six Steelers. we're going to be rocking with DraftKings all season uh mike i'll pass it to you yeah i mean it's really important to mention that new customers can bet just five bucks and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets that's key i had a good week last week on DraftKings. I like the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks at the Minnesota Vikings. Not many thought they would win outright, but I definitely like them to cover. So I'm an example right there, making money on DraftKings. You go and do the same. I'll give out a pick uh, this week as well before the end of the show. But speaking of giving out picks, I know you mentioned it, man. I thought not many people had more fantasy teams than me uh, with nine teams, but this man has 20, like you said. So if you're in need of fantasy advice, there's nobody better to talk to than Alex Crusoe. Let's bring him on. Alex, what's up, man? What's, what's up? up, guys? Appreciate you having me. This is crazy now that we've, the season is finally yeah. here. If you're doing fantasy full-time, that the summer, it's kind of the dog days, kind of waiting for the season to start, and now we can finally overreact to absolutely everything <laughs> with every team after week one, and I'm just so excited that football is back in a part of my life, like pretty much every other day all week. 
men are such i talked to mike about it i say men are such simple creatures you know we just want to have you know some wings sit on the couch and relax college football saturday sunday nfl monday thursday it's just it's just the best time of the year it really is um so let's just dive into it we're obviously a steeler based podcast steelers perspective in fantasy is kenny pickett someone who you should roster I would be staying away from from Kenny Pickett. I, I don't think that he possesses the rushing upside that you need, and I don't think that this offense under Matt Canada is ever going to be a super high-volume passing attack with a lot of touchdowns. Like, there's a couple players in this team that I do like. Kenny Pickett is probably one of the ones that I would be staying away from unless it's like a two-quarterback or more format. Okay. So stock up or stock down? I'll start with George Pickens. George Pickens, so far, I would say a stock down. I think a lot of people are starting to get excited about him. I think he can be a stock up. I don't think our I don't think our viewers are going to want to hear this, but this is the they need to hear the truth. We're unbiased. We're unbiased on the Steelers' crazy sick podcast. He'll be stock up for a week or two until Deontay Johnson comes back, who is definitely my guy in this offense. But once he comes back, I just don't think that George Pickens is ever going to be the alpha wide receiver they need to. And I think Deontay Johnson's probably the most underrated wide receiver in the National Football League. Okay, let's go with this. Najee Harris. Najee Harris for me is definitely a stock down with the rise of Jalen Warren. I'm a huge believer in Jalen Warren and and for that, which makes me more out on Najee Harris. I know that Ian Rappaport reported last week that this might be a full-blown 50-50 committee now between Najee and Jalen Warren. And Jalen Warren is, I think, consistently outproduced. I'm not saying that Najee Harris is even bad. I just think that Jalen Warren is actually really, really good. So at least from a fantasy football perspective, I would say stock down for Najee with how high he was going in drafts. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, Muth. Oh, Muth, it's got to be a stock up. I mean, yeah. he, he had like, he was top 10 in most targets for a tight end in NFL history through a player's first two seasons. He was like one of like six tight ends that had averaged over like 10 fantasy points per game over the last two years. I mean, Muth is, like, I don't think he's ever going to be Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. Mm. We don't need him to be. I think he's one of the better high-volume tight ends that we're going to see in the NFL and someone that I think will hopefully be a stealer for years to come. Yeah, likewise. I think that that's kind of what got me in the first week, as I stated earlier about starting Kadarius Toney. But it was like he was at my flex position, and it was either him or Tyler Boyd. And it was like like I lost by like a, you know, a half of a point. And I'm like, man, dude, I just – it's tough, man. But like you said, you have 20 leagues. I have two, so – Hey, we're hanging out with Alex Caruso here in the Sick Podcast. Steelers, crazy. You find him on Twitter at Alex Caruso, not the NBA player. You probably get that way too much. (laughs) I'm a bull. Yeah, at this point. Um, But I want to. I want to talk about a guy that I picked up in a handful of leagues just yesterday as our uh, waiver wire obviously uh, hit, and that's Allen Robinson. Especially in a PPR league, Alex, I feel like following this Deontay Johnson injury. Uh, could he be somebody who, in a PPR league, is maybe worth a flex spot in a deep league? Yeah, I really like him because I think that with how the Steelers' offensive line looked in in week one, I don't think that they're ever going to give Kenny Pickett a lot of time to throw. Hence why I was stocked down in George Pickens. He's going to be more their down-the-field option that they go to on vertical routes. But on those short, intermediate, like slot-type targets, that's where Allen Robinson, that's why he was probably like the best stealer in week one after after Deontay got hurt. So I think as long as Deontay is gone, I think that 
Allen Robinson is probably the Steelers wide receiver to own in this offense just because of how their offensive line looks. The scheme, I think, is going to really favor these short over the middle targets where Allen Robinson, that's kind of his bread and butter. Yeah, no question about it. Alex has some wonderful breakdowns on Twitter, as I mentioned, Alex Caruso, really detailing a bunch of stock up, stock down. So let's talk about that around the league, uh, opposed to Steelers specifically. Who's somebody in your mind that had a big uptick this week in fantasy? Yeah, I think someone that that had a, a huge, huge uptick that not a lot of people are talking about is Elijah Moore. For the Browns, I mean, Amari Cooper sustained an injury in week one. I'm still very bullish on Deshaun Watson being a good fantasy football quarterback, maybe not an NFL quarterback, but Elijah Moore actually led the team in air yard share. He led the team in target share and he had seven targets in week one. And I think that he's someone that is going to be really big going forward. I mean, the Steelers last week ran a lot of man coverage. And that's why Brandon Ayuk succeeded. Elijah Moore historically has been a lot better versus man coverage than zone. And I think that he actually could end the season as the Browns wide receiver one, and not enough people are talking about it. Super relevant, obviously, when it comes to Monday night football against the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. And anybody watching this might not be all that familiar with the name Elijah Moore, opposed to, of course, Amari Cooper, or even a David Njoku in that offense. But you know, he was somebody who showed a ton of potential with the Jets early on and kind of got phased out a little bit. So Steelers fans, keep an eye on him. All right, that's trending upwards. Who is is uh, descending? Yeah, I think someone that is definitely descending are two guys that are in very similar spots uh, would be Drake London and DJ Moore. I mean, Drake London especially is my number one stock down, and it's just because the Falcons just refused to throw the ball under any game script. They ran the ball at the second most last year, and then you add in Bijan Robinson as a top 10 pick. Like, they might be even more run heavy. And although that if if Drake London was on the Chiefs, like, I'd be drafting him as a borderline top 12 wide receiver in fantasy. I think he's as talented as anybody, and that's why his stock was so high in the preseason. But this team just is not going to throw the ball, and I think that that is going to hurt him week in and week out. Another player that falls into that same bucket is DJ Moore for the Bears. The Bears passed the most attempts, I think, of the last two years in week one. But overall, their pass volume is just not going to be there every week, and that's not good for DJ Moore, who is going really highly in fantasy. It seems like they still want to get Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet involved in this offense, and the total volume is just not going to be there enough for DJ Moore to be consistent week to week like we'd want him to. Of course, two guys that I'm rostering and have multiple <laughs> shares of. But I guess when you have as many teams as we do, you're kind of rostering yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I will check my team uh, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the uh, games and the slate after Sunday night. And I don't even look at who I'm playing because obviously I'm sure you're the same. 90% of the guys you're rostering, you're playing anyway. It's way too much to keep track of. Uh, speaking of keeping track, if you're in a deep league, if you're a dedicated fantasy player, you got to keep track of that freaking waiver wire, man. Listen, you got some names like Puka coming out this week. Uh, you want to talk about some some guys that obviously you got to pay attention to that necessarily a casual fan did not know about. Uh, talk a little bit about Puka Nakua and some other guys maybe that uh, you know are going to be added around leagues. I think the two two people that you know should be on everyone's radar are definitely Puka Nakua, who set the rookie record in week one for most targets. He had 15. He's playing this Cooper Cup role in the Rams offense. He actually was the most efficient wide receiver in all of college football over the last two years for any player not named Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was the first wide receiver drafted like this past year. 
he had a really weird coaching staff at, at BYU, which definitely held him back in how they were using him. But on efficiency of per route basis, he was as good as any wide receiver. And we immediately saw that translate in week one. And I think that's something that'll stay as long as Cooper Cup is out. Puka Nakua is somebody to own. The other guy would definitely be Joshua Kelly for the Chargers. Austin Eckler from all the videos and medical doctors that I talked to probably had a high ankle sprain, which probably means he's going to miss about two to three weeks. And even with Eckler playing they saw a much increased usage for Joshua Kelly after bringing in the Cowboys offensive coordinator who they ran a lot of two back sets with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott Josh Kelly might have some standalone value even when Austin Eckler comes back but he's going to be a borderline top 12 running back as long as Eckler's out the last guy that you're not going to see on any waiver wire list that you're looking at and someone that nobody's really paying attention to but could be really good if you have an immediate need in fantasy football is Zach Moss for the Colts. I mean, the past week they lost their number two running back to a torn ACL. Deion Jackson, who was their starter and had 19 touches, was like the least efficient running back in the entire NFL for any starter last week. And it had been reported that Zach Moss, who's coming off injury and has practiced fully this week, was going to be their starter while Jonathan Taylor was out anyway. He was averaging over 18 touches as the starter at the end of last season. I think he's going to continue that over. He has a dream matchup against the Houston Texans this week, and at least for the next three weeks, maybe more if they trade Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss is going to be the running back one on that team, and he's still owned in less than 15% of fantasy leagues. Wow. All good stuff. All right, Jordan and I were talking this a little bit off air. We, we were like, we have to ask Alex this. He's got... Uh, so many teams you can't count on four hands. What, what's your favorite team name? What do you got going on? Do you have a favorite uh, team name in one of the 20 that, that you, you got to brag about a little bit? Oh, man. I, I, uh, am, I, am I allowed to use like semi-swear words on this? Hell yeah, man. We're, we're a podcast. Give, right. give it to um, us. It could be R-rated. Like it, it has nothing to do with fantasy football, but like, so I, I have a 10 pound dog at home. She, she's like really, really, really tiny. And my mom had taken this like hilarious picture years ago of her, like, like just taking a piss outside. And I saw that picture randomly scrolling through my camera roll. And I was like, I think we have it. Like, this has got to be a team name. So I, I have taking a piss of her just taking a big squat in the middle of the grass. And like, That's I don't know great. why every time I look at it, I mean, it's your dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I always will like, I it. and I've never seen someone with a team name called taking a piss. So that's, funny, that's like, man. can you imagine just like, oh, I'm playing Alex at taking a piss? Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's a good laugh. Well, that's what time. my teams did in week one. So yeah. hopefully your, your <laughs> yeah. team does not do that because it's I'm what there. Jordan's team did, it sounds like, too. Uh, Alex, thanks so much for joining us, man. You're going to make a lot of people uh, happy and, and a lot of money, hopefully, yeah. if they're in some Tell everyone league. where they can find you, too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, biggest places definitely um, on Twitter at Alex Caruso. I also linked right in my Twitter or any of my other social medias at Alex Caruso. You'll find my daily prop newsletter, player props in your inbox for every single NFL game this year. We've been hitting at 60% over the last week or so now. So definitely tune in for some player props and just trying to help people give them give them some good data and help them win. All good stuff. Hey, we appreciate your time. We'll definitely have to have you on again. Best of luck with everything and uh, best of luck. Thank you. Thank you, brother. See ya. I'm telling you what, man, now you, uh, you have all the tools to go out and, uh, and crush Listen, it out man, there I need a squad. I need a prayer for my league. There, I, I checked the waiver wire. There was nothing <laughs> on there. We sound like, you sound like Steeler fans. Like, uh, oh, we're giving no, up. I just, we're, I just tweeted over. out today. I said, you know, Steeler nation, I love you guys to death, but, 
<laughs> just an overreaction. I mean, we started what we you, we were just talking about it. Two and five. Two and five last year. Two and five. Raiders, Texans after the Browns, and we're we're gonna beat the Browns. Whatever. I'll eat my words if we don't, but we're gonna beat the Browns. And uh, I see two and two. I do. I see two and two after these four games in some form or fashion. Even if they lose to Cleveland, I could see them bouncing back, beating the Raiders, and they better beat the Texans. I feel like that's a a, a given right we'll there see. in that game. Yeah. So I want to I want to shout out a couple things. I want to talk a yeah. little bit about Chopians. I know we already brought them up once, but I want to tell you guys a little bit about. Uh, this cool giveaway that we're doing on our uh, Twitter site over here at Sick Podcast, Sick Pod Steelers. What we're doing now for Shop Yins is we're going to give a ten dollar gift card away every single week. Okay, well potentially I should say you're going to guess the final score of the Steelers game each week. Okay, if you guess the final score, you're going to get a ten dollar gift card from the number one brand for Pittsburgh sports. However, if nobody guesses the score in that given week. It rolls over to the next week. It has Dang. to be the exact score. So Dang. this thing keeps rolling. It might over. get up to a grand. You can get a you, you can get a million dollars from shopping.com <laughs> if this thing keeps rolling over. And also, listen, you can you can win every week. Enter all the time. Uh, it's gonna be fun, and you can get some great stuff from Taylor over there at Shop Yins. So before we leave you, I want to obviously make sure you go ahead and check out Shop Yins with two Z's.com and get a hat like this, some other sweet swag. That is for sure, JY. Yeah, and then another partnership that we're excited uh, to get started with, Brushes and Beans in Murraysville. Um, Caffeinated and created Brushes and Beans Cafe. Visit them at 4550 William Penn Highway in Murraysville. Um, it, it, the atmosphere is great there. Um, I, I Like I said, I'm a double shot espresso guy. Uh, start your weekend, bring the kids there, do some art. Uh, I know we're going to be collaborating with Mark and them over there on some stuff. And they're, they they really support athletes, too. Um, they're doing a lot of stuff with Pitt and uh, just all great stuff over there. So make sure you stop by and tell them that the Steelers Crazy Sick Podcast sent you. They're so important that our faces are hiding when we bring that uh, lower font up. We don't care about us or our faces. It's all yeah. about brushes. And beans bro. need some need so. some coffee. That espresso is next level, man. Two two shots of that. I'm like, whew. Let's get yeah, it done. Like ready to play special teams for the Steelers. Ready to cover punts yeah. and kicks. Maybe Shut, boom a ball. Jack Gunner. <laughs> yeah, maybe boom a ball uh, <laughs> further than Presley Harvin. That's for sure. So, all right, man. We thank everybody for watching this show. It's been another awesome show. Make sure you subscribe to the Sick Podcast on YouTube. We got the Jalen Warren Show every Tuesday. How cool is that? We're gonna have a live show with Jalen one of these days. We're gonna have him bring on guests as well throughout the season. It's the best podcast in the Berg, man. We're really happy to have such a cool dude to sit down and be transparent with us and take these, you know, things straight from the locker room to the sick podcast. He was crazy, man. So it's been a pleasure. Very fortunate. And again, we do this for you guys. I'll say that every episode. This is for Yins. You know, that's what we do it for. Till next time, go Steelers. Juliana. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.